John chapter number 20. When you have arrived there, go to verse number 11. John chapter number 20. We'll begin with verse number 11 and read to verse number 18. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. John 20, verse number 11, reads this way. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I once was blind, but now I see. I think if Mary Magdalene was here with us today, that would be her testimony. I once was blind, but now I see. John chapter 20 is all about seeing and believing. Even when we jump down to around verse 31, John says, these things I have written that you might believe that Jesus is the Son of God and have eternal life in him. It was Thomas who said, unless I see the nail scars in his hands, he would not believe. Our text opens with some with, with this thought that she came in verse number one. It says she came to the tomb in the dark. Darkness is what one sees when one is blind. I want Mary 
to teach us some lessons this morning about the resurrection. Look first of all with me at Mary's confusion. Mary's confusion. The text opens up with Mary Magdalene coming to the tomb on the first day of the week, which would have been Sunday. She came while it was dark. And we know from Mark chapter number 16, we know that Mary Magdalene and some of the other women that ministered alongside Jesus went to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. Their plan was to smear or pour aromatic oils over his body in order to deodorize the body as it decomposed and decayed. Our text teaches us that when Mary Magdalene gets there, she observed that the stone had been rolled away. And so she runs to Peter and John and tells them that the Lord's body has been taken out of the tomb and she has no idea where the body is located. And as a result, verse number 12 says she stood weeping outside the tomb but looking inside the tomb. And as a result of the Lord's body not being where she expected it to be, the text shares with us that she is in profound grief. She's experiencing sorrow and sadness because her Lord's body has been taken, she supposes. I believe that this woman's grief has a lot to do with her confusion. She can't find the body of Christ, but I think the cause of her confusion is deeper than just the missing body of Christ. I submit to you that she's confused because she's failed to believe the promises of Christ. Okay? Jesus had already told her and those who followed him that he was going to rise on the third day. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, Jesus said, just as, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And another time, John chapter 2, verse 16, Jesus announces, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Jesus clearly revealed his resurrection his followers. Yet Mary failed in this moment to believe the promises and the word of the Lord. And beloved, I think there's a lesson in there for us today because some of us are, 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 in, a, are in a similar place in life as Mary. We are confused about our predicament, our problems, and our pressures in life. And we are experiencing some of the same emotions of grief, sorrow, sadness, doubt, despair, and depression. Maybe, just maybe, the reason that we are feeling this way is because we failed to believe the promises of God. 
Somebody, somebody needs to be reminded of a few promises. If you are feeling lonely in this moment, you have to remember Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you are feeling tired in this season, you need to hear the words of Christ when he says, come to me and I will give you rest. Maybe because of your sin or your hurt or your pain, you're feeling unworthy. You need to hear the words from Paul in Romans 8, which says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So maybe things will come into a clear focus if we believe the promises of God. Friends, We can believe the promises of God. The resurrection is very proof that God is a promise keeper. That's Mary's confusion. Look with me at Mary's correction in verse number 15. Mary's correction. Look at verse 15. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Jesus essentially says to her, ma'am, that's probably a modern day better translation of the way he's using woman here. Ma'am, what are your tears for? What Jesus is doing here is he is giving a loving rebuke of Mary because he told her he was going to rise on the third day. And since it's the third day, she should have no expectation that the Lord will linger among the dead any longer than he has to. There was no reason for Mary to be looking for the living among the dead. And so Jesus takes this moment to correct her. And beloved, can I just take a moment to be transparent with you? This has been a timely lesson for me. Most of this week, I've been pretty melancholy. I can't even tell you exactly why, but I've had to fight for joy this week. I've had to force myself out of bed. But this text came right on time to remind me that when I'm feeling hopeless, I can still have hope. Somebody looking at me right now needs to know hope is alive because Jesus is alive. The stone has been rolled away. The tomb is still empty. He lives. He lives. He lives. Because he lives. Thank you for the the hymn. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. If you are struggling with despair in this season, the resurrection is a reason to lift up your head. Weeping may endure for a night. Oh, but if you can just make it through the morning, joy is coming. Beloved, the very first resurrection Sunday is the proof and promise that one day death will be undone. Sorrow and sadness will be no more and the lamb will wipe away every tear. Oh, hallelujah to the lamb. So there's a word of correction here for Mary and for us. And only do we see Mary's confusion. 
and Mary's correction, but in this text, we also see Mary's calling. Look at verse number 16, Mary's calling. After correcting Mary, Jesus calls Mary. Verse 16, Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned to him and said, Rabbanai, which means teacher. Jesus calls Mary by name. And just by the way or the fact that he is the one calling her name, she recognizes his voice. She now knows that that's my Lord. When Jesus called her name, she was no longer in darkness. Her eyes were open. Her grief and sorrow is now turned into to joy. Beloved, what comfort it should be that Jesus knows your name. He calls each of us to himself. John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And he says, for, for, for the good shepherd, that the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own by name and leads them out. Hallelujah. Beloved, Jesus is still calling. And there may be someone watching this morning who was led to worship with the Bridge Church by divine providence just so you could hear Jesus call you to confess your sinfulness and plead for forgiveness by believing that Jesus died for your sin, was buried and rose on the third day. And if you believe, you will be saved. Jesus is calling. When Jesus calls, beloved, the veil of darkness and blindness is lifted. So you can say, truly, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. There are some watching this morning that are like Mary and that you are looking for answers in the wrong places. Okay, make your claim, Reverend. The author goes out of his way, friends, in verse number 11 to tell us that as Mary wept, she stooped down to look into the tomb. She's already saw that the stone was, that the stone was rolled away. She, 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 she's already seen or confessed that somebody has taken his body, but yet, 11 or 10 verses later, she's still looking in the empty tomb. Beloved, she was looking for the right thing in the wrong place. It's not until she turns from the empty tomb that she finds what she's looking for. And I believe Jesus is calling on this Easter morning Someone to stop looking for the right things in the wrong places. Perhaps you're looking for life, love, forgiveness, meaning, or satisfaction. These are right things that can be found in wrong places and wrong people. Jesus calls us all today to look to him, turn to him. Who has risen from the grave. Jesus calls someone to look to him for life because, his because of his resurrection we know that he's defeated death. 
Look to him for satisfaction because his resurrection is very proof that his death satisfied the wrath of God. Jesus is calling. We see Mary's confusion. We see Mary's correction. Mary's calling. But finally, Mary's commission. Verses 17 to 18. Once Mary realizes that Jesus is alive, verse 17 implies that she clung to Jesus. And we know this to be true because in Matthew chapter 28, we learned that she, she took hold of his feet and worshiped him. But Jesus says to her, don't cling to me. I'm not here to stay. I have yet to ascend to the Father. Mary, I've got work for you to do. And Jesus tells Mary in verse number 17, go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And verse 18 says, she went and announced, I have seen the Lord. Here's what Mary does in this moment. She shares her hope with some hopeless disciples. Beloved, that is our commission as well. We are called to announce to the world the good news of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I heard one preacher, this, this shouted me up in a moment. He said, the good news is that the bad news is not the last news. I want to take a lap on that one myself. Beloved, he's alive. Jesus has given us a golden opportunity during this COVID-19 pandemic. People are being confronted with their own mortality. We are all having to acknowledge the brevity of life. People are fearful, panicking, sick. Death is all around us. There's financial loss and uncertainty. And what people are looking for in this moment is hope. Well, beloved, we have a blessed hope. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Our commission this morning is to share our hope with people in need of hope. Our hope is in Christ. Because he rose from the grave, we have this blessed hope that we too will one day rise. And so we don't fear death. <laughs> no, because as, as believers, we don't die. We just fall asleep. And guess what? In the morning, we will rise. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. We're grateful, Father, that you have been satisfied through the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ God, we thank you for demonstrating your power and that you got Jesus up from the grave. Our Lord has conquered death. And so we can ask the question, 
death, where is your sting? Now, Father, you have told us what we are to do as a result of the resurrection. Not only do we celebrate the resurrection, but you have called us to go and tell a hopeless world about our hope that we have in Jesus Christ. So God, we pray for divine opportunities to be able to share our hope in the coming days, in the coming weeks, and for the rest of our life. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.